Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, <laughs> hello, hello, everyone. I don't know if anyone is watching or not. No, I, we know no one is watching because no one is watching. Uh, so we're having an experiment today. Yes, this is an experiment. We're doing a podcast slash live stream. Um, unannounced because we don't really know how we're doing it and how it works. <laughs> Uh, if anyone is watching this at any stage, let us know if the audios are right and how everything is going. I don't know if this is going to stay up. Is this going to stay up? It probably yeah. stays on YouTube, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, it does. Ah, so we're basically doing we're doing a live stream of us recording a podcast because we're recording a podcast right now. Yeah. And I'm live streaming it. Oh, and the stream health is not great. I think we're sort of breaking up a little bit. We'll see. See how we go. See how the connection is and all that sort of stuff. Um, so uh, I believe you can you can comment on this stream and we should be able to see it somewhere. Yeah. This is obviously. Oh, there's two people watching now. Hello, two people that are watching. Yeah, cool. Uh, apparently. <laughs> cool. Um, so this is yeah, basically. So we, it's an you experiment. Know, it's yeah, experiment. Yes. Yes. So welcome to the Super Funnels and Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. I'm yeah. Gabor. Hey, I'm Alex. Welcome along. And uh, like I said, this is the first ever um, live stream that mm. we've done. So we're not quite sure how it all works. Um, so we're recording a podcast. You can still listen to the podcast the way you always listen to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and Spotify and wherever. Yep. But we're also doing the, um, we're doing it as a live stream now. Cool. So uh, Alex, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Just got some coffees and um, it's a really great day here in southeast Queensland. <laughs> yep, thanks to um, the little coffee place. Refuel your drive, flying west. In your Monday. Um, there's a little town just close by to your place. We're obviously in Gabor's um, studio if you're watching this. Yes. It's different surrounds. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is a little country town. Every, like twice a week they have massive markets and I forgot it's market day. So the whole, it's really like tourist heavy with... Um, yeah, lots of tourists in the area come and check it out. It's, it's pretty cool if you're into markets. To your Monday markets, and, yeah. And um, not parking. So No, or paying, <laughs> paying a bit for parking, yeah. yes. I uh, forgot it was market day and um, eventually made it here and got coffee on the way. And, right. um, yeah, but cool. It's, it's kind of spring now, isn't it? So yeah, it's getting warm. It's getting nicer. It's, it's, um, it's, so, um, it's Winter is sort of slowly leaving us, sadly. I like winter. Yeah, we've had our three weeks of winter. I'm a winter guy. Anyway, um, yeah. So we met here, and we're setting up some stuff. We got what's this thing we got? The black magic. We got it. Yeah, it's just a black magic mini recorder thingy, yeah. um, and so hopefully, and this is actually first time we're using my new camera as well. So this is yeah. a new camera with a new lens. So let us know if we look even better and sexier than we usually do, um, <laughs> which I'm sure we do. There's four people watching now, so there oh, you go. Cool. Hello, four people that are watching. Um, yeah. So basically, we thought we'll do this podcast. Um, Stream it and see. Let us know if you want us to keep streaming it or not, or if you, if anyone is interested in watching us yeah. do this or not. The audio we couldn't quite work out how to use my interface to go in, so we're just using the camera audio today, but um, for the streaming, not for the podcast. But um, let us know, and we'll hopefully it'll be all right. Yeah. But we'll see if it can work it out for next time. This is really just a. We weren't going to do this, but I just. I got this in the mail the other day, that black magic thing, and I just thought let's quickly do it and yeah. see if it works or not. Cool. So um, 
Yeah, new stuff. We got some new toys. Yes. Show us the new toys. Into some videos with well, if you've got the magic. Um, if you've got the magic YouTube glasses on. See if it'll focus on that. Uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, how's that? Beautiful focus. That was some. Is it? Uh, oh, and it's yeah, focusing. Yeah, yeah. Ah, look at that. We're back. Yeah, nice. Modern technology. So, if you didn't have your special glasses on, um, I've got a new pedal from Supro. Ah, do tell. And it's the fuzz. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. This is this is like an unboxing. Oh, there you go. Take care of the box. Can I, okay, can I. <laughs> so the thing with Supro, let, let me just see if I, wow, it's a different shape to what I thought it would be. It's tall. Like taller, yeah. yeah. So the thing with Supro, yeah. is it going to focus? Focus, here we go, focus. So Supro is Pictronics. Oh, is the it? Guy, the guys who run Pictronics right. run Supro. So they yeah. do Pictronics pedals and Supro pedals. Did not know, realize that. Well, I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? Is it? Correct us if we're wrong. Five people are watching. Hello, five people. <laughs> um, I thought it was the guy from the whatever the guy's name is who started Mr. Pictronics. Mr. Mr. Pig. Tronics. Pig first name, Tronics last name. <laughs> um, if anyone in, in YouTube world knows more about it, let us know. R write us a comment. Uh, and if you actually, if you would be so kind, if you're watching this, uh, click the share. I think you can share it. Like so. it. Like it and share it and tell your friends and, and you know, let people know that we are we are streaming, which hopefully will continue going and not all of a sudden stop. <laughs> we're, we're new to this, so, you know, we're just working it out how it goes. Okay, back to Supro. So, yes, so as far yeah. as I know, they are, it's, it's, the Pictronics guys, right? Cool. But I mean, I could be wrong. But I've only, I've I've got the um, what's it, Echolution delay that the which if you watch our demos, also, that's always in there. It's always the delay in the, in the amp loop, and yeah, it's great. But I know they make some other quirkier stuff that I'd really like to check out. The like, Mothership, that's one yeah, of the and the, like, which the envelope tremolo thing tremolo. Chris has got. Oh, he's got the Mothership synthesizer, I think. It's in my hair. He's losing hair. He's he's shedding, <laughs> shedding his winter winter fur. Winter coat. Um, yeah, I I'd, I'd like to try it more. It's it's sort of hard to get a hold of at times around here. Yeah. Um. So. It's funny because you know you're shedding now. There's like about a twenty second delay or something like that. Hang on, we have a. Have you guys ever heard of big game pedals? No, I haven't. Big game. No. No. Um. Tell us more about them. Tell us more about it. Uh, Is it you? Jackson Eagles. Are you big game pedals? Are you, Do you big game pedals? <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't had a big game pedals. Um, it's a good name though. It is a good name. Yeah. Um, That's another tricky thing, like names for products. It's, I think it's probably just as hard as band names. Well, I know with band names, every <laughs> band you always talk to, yeah, everyone always says... The ba we are oh, we hate our band name. That's if there's yeah. one thing we could change, we would change a band name. Yeah, because totally. it's always it's so hard to kind of so hang on. Some of them are justified too. No, he's not. But oh, he wishes no, wish. hard. <laughs> um, uh, no, where they're based? Is that US based or um, are they English or European or where they're from? Big Game Pedals. Um, but yeah, no, but very keen to plug it in. So we were actually trying to, what we wanted to do with this today is uh, if the interface would have been recognized by um, the live streaming thingy dingy, we were gonna. Gonna. We were going to. <laughs> gonna. I'm, I'm, I live in Queensland. Um, we were going to plug that in and actually play it because if it would have gone through the interface, we could have had the 
yeah. torpedo cab emulation and all the stuff. And it would have come out like or should have come through relatively good quality, but um, we we we're not. Um, should we close the door because it's a bit noisy out there? There's a truck out there. Truck out there. We'll close the door. Close the door. Um, so what was I talking about? Uh, Pictronics. Pictronics. Yeah, it'd be nice to try out some more of that stuff. Um, yeah, the um, the one I want to check out is their Supro um, Tremolo, which does harmonic tremolo. Yeah, I'm just going to open up those blinds to get. Oh, you sure. keep talking. Because um, I think one of the sort of under underused, underestimated, under 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 understood under understood <laughs> effects is harmonic tremolo, and it's such a great effect. It's very cool. Um, so and Supro have one, make one. Yeah, uh, I think it's in their little, little pamphlet in here. Oh, hang on, there's another. The handmade pedals in the US, I believe, they made an, an interesting pedal that's based off the old PV head that is a boost. Distor- oh, oh, I've seen, um, I've seen it on Instagram. Does it have like writing, kind of like that spiky writing, like um, the old PV head? I think I've seen that. I've seen pictures of it. It looks like it, it's sort of black with blue and that kind of silvery kind of writing, like the old PV heads, and yeah. it has that sort of pointy P and stuff. Right. I think if that's the one, I, I think I've seen that one. Well, the other thing with this is, I actually just worked out what it is. There's an expression control, a TRS for um, ah. expression. Uh, f- the expression pedal serves as a treble control, so you can dark, Ooh, darken it Darken it up. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely... called the solid state. Yeah, I think that was maybe on. You talk, I'll, I'll look. So this one's germanium, and it definitely has that sixties, um, big, gooey round, fat, super fat fuzz thing. Lots of bass out of this um, super fuzz. Uh, it's kind of the bass control's a bit weird because I did use it on a session in my studio. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yesterday, or the day before, or something. And I um, used it on a solo with a um, 335. And it was either like no bass or too much. Okay. <laughs> it was a really fine line, so I had to tweak that and the treble control to get the right tone. But um, yeah, really cool. No, it's not the ones I thought Stuff. of. I'm just checking out uh, Big Game Pedals now. Oh, yeah. It's not the one I thought of. There's one, I can't remember what it's called, but it has, uh, uh, there was one, I saw it on Instagram somewhere. Mm. And it's. Um, it's a pedal that looks like an old PV amp, and the writing is sort of spiky writing. It's the same sort of font as the old PV font. I think, think I know the one you mean, yeah. Um, so you got the Supro. It looks pretty cool. This is my first time I've ever seen a Supro pedal. Yeah. So. And I've got another pedal. Ooh. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. The big box um, electro miss. Electro <laughs> I can't. Electro harmonics. Electro harmonics. Um, electric mix- mistress. Electric mistress. That's, That's the one. I've got the words back to front. And um, yeah, it's cool. It's it's like that classic. Well, it's sting thing. It's uh, yeah, Andy oh, Summers. Oh, not sting. The police thing. Andy Summers. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what he used, yeah. That that was his... Because I think it has a doesn't it have like a preampy kind of thing in it as well, where you can quite crank the volume. And that kind of it boosts the volume a bit as well. Not sure. Because I think that's what he, he was kind of driving his amps with that. Right. Too, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's um, kind of checking out some classic tones. There's flange. It's 
fun. That's very cool. Uh, what we should actually also mention before we get into anything else, really, which is what we usually do on a podcast, the sort of housekeeping, but because this is different, this is kind of a little bit, to all the listeners, sorry, it's a bit different because we're doing a live streaming thing. Um, uh, anything you are looking at while you're listening to this podcast, um, take a photo of it. Um, you know, if you're in a bus, if you're in a train, if you're at home, big thanks to Ram, actually, Ram John, a friend over in the States. He keeps sending pictures. He sent a really interesting picture of a telecaster, not telecaster, of a jazz master. Jazz master yeah. With all, looks like newspaper cutouts in, on it yeah. and stuff like that. Looked really interesting. Um, Hugh Roberts always, he always sends messages. There's a bunch of guys. Big thank you to all you guys. Um, so yeah, whatever it is you're looking at, at this point in time, um, take a photo of it, uh, send it to us, super fun, awesome, happy time at gmail.com. Or um, if you on YouTube, there's links to everything below, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Um, um, throw it up on our Facebook page and um, we'll, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, also... Uh, yeah, if you have any questions or anything, email us, superfunnelsmappytime at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or uh, send us a message on Facebook. And there's also this. Let's Ooh, see if yeah. it focuses. Focus. Ah, there we go. <laughs> uh, the Gypsy Haze by Cast Engineering. And this pedal, you can actually win. Uh, there's a giveaway which is happening... Probably all of September, I'd say. Now 2018, September 2018. Uh, to enter it, what you first have to do is subscribe to our YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, and hit the notification bell because you may have to be quick when things happen because updates will happen on the YouTube channel. There may even be a live thing, streaming thing on YouTube Ooh, uh, where you can win this. Fancy stuff, I know. Yeah. Um, and you will also probably get more chances to win it if you like our Facebook page and Cast Engineering's and Peerless Music here in Australia. If uh, if you like all those um, Facebook pages and also follow all the Instagram of the same, mm. our Instagram, Peerless Music and um, Cast Engineering. Uh, if you go to our Instagram page, so it's a super fun, awesome, happy time, no pedal show, um, you can see there's a big thing, giveaway, you can click on it, or on YouTube as well, you can go and watch the video and there's much more information on it. But you can win this fantastic, uh, one more time, focus, oh, it's thinking about it, ah, here we go, <laughs> the Gypsy Haze uh, by Cast Engineering. Um, it's a really cool pedal, it's a yeah. fuzz with an Octavia kind of thing, an Octifaz, but then you can do extra things, which is, and there's a video, a demo of it coming very shortly. There is. So the more likes and sub- sub- subscribes, it's hard to say, subscribes you uh, do, the more chances you go in the draw to win. Exactly right. So which will most likely be end of September, and it is open to uh, anyone internationally as well. Yep. I think the only thing is if there are any import duties, um, you may have to cover them. Yeah. <laughs> if there, I don't know if there is. It depends on the countries, I guess. Yeah. If there's um, some crazy. Import if there's some crazy import duties on, on it. Fuzz pedals in. Especially in fuzz pedal, the, the fuzz pedal tax. In Uzbekistan. Um, yes. Mm. Yes. In Nottingham. Nottingham. Nottingham Forest. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's the whole Robin Hood thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway, don't. <laughs> <Yeah. know. laughs> um, all right. Other new things. Mm. Exciting new things. So I got this. <gasps> 
Let's see if it focuses. Focus. Ah. It's springtastic. The Spring King. And um, we have six people watching now. Hello, six people watching. There you go. Uh, but Dan Electro, uh, so I got not long ago. I got you probably can see it there, the sort of greeny thing there. I got the um, Real Echo. Always wanted to buy one of them. Finally got one the other day and really liked it. And then I thought, you know what? I always wanted one of these two. Really more than anything, just because of that. And if um, I'm not sure what the guy's name is, but 15 second gear demos. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, check him out on Insta- check him out. He Instagram. really cool um, videos he does on Instagram. He's he same as me. He always said, "I just want always wanted to get it because of that kick pad." And same here. Yeah. So you hit that and it does that spring. Like you've kicked the back of your amp or the front. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, the side it's of funny amp. though because it does a, it's a more of a, a deeper sound. Oh yeah. And then if you kind of jiggle the whole thing, it makes the normal spring sound. But that's like it does so actually kind of sound like a kick almost. So is there the real springs in it? I think so. Oh, yeah, it's quite heavy. Springs are light though. It, I think there's springs in it because when you when you move it, it does do that. When it's plugged in, <laughs> when it's plugged in, it does do the okay. that sound. That yeah, well, the kick pads like thick rubber. Yeah. So we've both had this kind of thing, like, and it's come up on other forums on Facebook <coughs> and stuff of people actually having this massive love for Dan Electro gear. Yeah. Just because, if nothing else, just because of the cosmetics and the. Like they look the, cool. Um, design stuff. Just kind of this cool, fun 60s mod thing. And um, yeah, I've got the four of the um, original diecast pedals. You don't have a tuner, though. No, I don't have a tuner. No, come on. That's I said four of the original. <laughs> <laughs> which is the distortion overdrive, the chorus, and the delay. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're great. And they're really good quality. And. and there were some cheaper plastic ones that came out. But even the, the, the little, the food series plastic ones, yeah. even there, a lot of people really rave about them. Mm. And a new, the billionaire stuff, lots of people rave about it. Um, I'd love to check it out. So Dan Electro, if anyone from Dan Electro is watching, hello. Uh, <laughs> you know, hook us up, hook us up. Mm. Uh, we've got seven people watching now. Oh. This is crazy. Mm. We're going wild. Hello, all you seven people. Your wife is wrong. <laughs> yeah, she said no one's gonna watch. Um, let us know where you're from. Type, type no, no faith. Um, write in your in the comments where you're from, who you are. Um, we'll say hello. Um, and make sure if you if you're watching this on YouTube, hit like and share it as well, so other people come and watch. The more people watch, the better. Yeah. Yeah. So the Spring King. So there'll be a video coming of that shortly. Um, I really like it. It's cool. Huh? Um, it's it's. Basically, a spring reverb. It doesn't really go much further than what a spring reverb would be on an amp. Sure, okay. Um, you've got volume, tone, and reverb. And volume is, I think it's just a mix, basically. Mm-hmm. And you just get more. Uh, reverb is just how much reverb. And tone, you can make a bit brighter and a bit darker. Sweet. But it's is it's it, great. Does it go very long? Like the, the track? No. Okay. It doesn't really go much longer than a normal spring reverb. Because cool. uh, I think it is an actual spring reverb, so it just does what an actual does spring reverb. Um, yeah. uh, howdy from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hello, Knoxville, Tennessee. Hey. Um, g'day. Jay, g'day. <laughs> g'day. Jay Strong. Um, yeah, Jay Strong. Hello, Jay Strong. Um, sorry to all the podcast listeners, but this is, yeah, so if you listen to it, next time come and check us out on, on YouTube. Yeah. So, um, oh, what time is it in Tennessee? Like, it'd be. Yesterday evening, like late evening, probably. Do I have the thing on my telephone? You probably have it on on your telephone. My electric telephone. (laughs) On your electric telephone. Uh, While you're doing that, so this is another thing I just got. Uh, Another new thing that just arrived. Focus. Ah. 
the 59 Baseman, um, Boss 59 Baseman, uh, what is it called? Legacy Series or Legend Series? It's uh, 10 to 10 at night in Knoxville. Yesterday. So hello yeah, from the, the future. future. <laughs> hello from, oh yeah, 10 p.m. 28th of August. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So here it is just about lunchtime on the 29th on Wednesday. So hello from the future. Hi from, uh, I can't read that close. Eugene, yeah, Oregon. Eugene. Uh, better glasses. In, yeah. Oh, it's it's a bit far. It's a bit small to print. Um, yep. Eugene, Oregon. Some more hey. American. Hello. Oh, we're down to five. <laughs> Someone went to bed. Don't stop watching us, people. Um, yeah. So the, oh, what was it? The the basement. Oh, yeah. um, it's it's. I really liked it. Focus. So this ah. is there was was there three in that series. There were three. There was a 59 basement, there was a deluxe reverb. Deluxe reverb. And, and a spring reverb. And the actual reverb. Right which now. the spring reverb is getting going for kind of silly prices now. And they're not that old. Like, no, and they like weren't they're... that expensive. I remember, I, I mentioned it to you before when you came yeah. here before, um, about 7 p.m. in Oregon. So it's... it's oh, cool. um, It's not so too late. I guess he's further east than Oregon too, as opposed to Tennessee. Sorry, we're from Australia. We don't know much. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I tried it when it first came out because <clears throat> I worked at a music shop at the time, and I borrowed I think the deluxe reverb one, not this one, because um, I thought at the time, oh, is it one of those things where you can plug a guitar straight into a PA, and it sounds like an amp, and it's not. No. Uh, and it didn't work because I, I was working in an acoustic um, trio at the time, acoustic guitar, percussion, and saxophone. Right. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to bring an electric guitar along as well and do some songs electric guitar? <clears throat> but no. Yeah, I tried. a friend of mine had the deluxe reverb one for a while and um, I tried it a couple of times. And I remember it being cool. Um, it does, doesn't have much gain. It just has that kind of slight breakup thing. Same with that. But I it's mean, a flavour thing. Yeah. yeah I, a clean flavour. It even has, this one has a normal and bright input. Oh, cool. So like yeah, on a true. on a on an actual amp, but it it's just a nice yeah that that overdriven um, clean clean yeah like a I guess a basement if you crank it yeah yeah cool um, it's nice I I actually liked it yeah nice. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get I'd like to get the other two there's actually a really nice chap I don't know if he's listening or not um, but really nice chap that sounded very ye olde English <laughs> um, but there's a guy um, in where is he. Uh, CJ, um, CJ, what's his name? We had a really long chat the other night um, on Messenger. Uh, he s- is selling a bunch um, of. Uh, he's selling a bunch. Of, he, he collects uh, boss pedals. Right. And he's he works for ah, oh, and he works for a company. Is he in Australia? He's in Australia, in, in Victoria. Okay. He has. Um, and see, this is now where people with special glasses, I don't know if you can see it, but that's, is it going to focus on it? He has a whole bunch of them that he's, um, the whole series, and he's selling like his three or four of them, the, of the three boss, the three yeah, Fender like, boss pedals. Yeah, cool. Um, and I asked him if he was interested in, interested in any trade or anything, but he wasn't. But um, he's just collecting them uh, and a bunch of other boss pedals and like pretty much all boss stuff. Right. It's kind of odd, but lovely guy. And we were chatting and he works for a company um, uh, in Victoria. Yeah. Uh, it's a, They make guitars. What's the company called? And I've heard of them. It's the one where you um, 
you put your fo- your phone in it, and then it has amp emulation and stuff in it. What? Um, I've heard of them before. So it oh, it, yeah? it needs um, oh, what are they called? Um, fusion guitars. Fusion. I haven't heard of that. Uh, these things. See special glasses, folks. Looks like a P. Is it going to focus? Focus. There we go. Fusion guitars. And he's a rep for fusion guitars. Yeah. Um, and you basically, you take your phone and you download an app and you actually connect, you connect. I think there's a, a place where you can actually put your phone on the guitar. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then it has effects and amp emulation. And I think you can change the sound of the guitar and stuff like that. Wow. And I think it's an Australian company. I think they're made in China. But... Um, Anyway, so uh, we started chatting, and and he was at the Melbourne uh, Melbourne Guitar Show, mm-hmm. exhibiting, helping out that company. Gotcha, cool. And on the side, he he's actually he I think he repairs drums. Yeah. I think that's what he actually does. Hello, but by, by the way, if you're watching or listening, hello CJ. Um, and yeah, we had just had a long conversation, and he he loves collecting this sort of stuff, and he he um, collects different boss pedals. I guess. <clears throat> It's always hard to know what's going to be collectible. Yeah. But anything limited edition is probably a safe bet. But the thing is, when they, they first came out, it's a boss pedal. Usually you kind of don't think boss yeah. is limited edition. So, um, and I mean, this one, when it came on a box, it even said $169. Yeah. That right. was the new price for it. Sure. So they, they weren't expensive. No. And you kind of go, oh, cool. Boss br- brings that out. It's that Boss aren't going to... Um, Discontinue it because it's boss. They never discontinue yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just uh, DS1. Except for vintage pedals that go for ridiculous prices like the Slogie and the, yeah, the yeah. Um, Vibrato. But um, yeah, it's funny. So yeah, had a, had a really nice guy because he had he had about three or so of the entire sets and he was selling it only as an entire set. Sure. <clears throat> and then it came up. Did on, that, was that on the Facebook group? On our Facebook group, yeah. on the pedal group. Uh, and um, then it came up. Um, on our pedal group as well, a guy was selling the this one, a fifty nine basement, and and you tagged me on it. Ah, oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, and he was selling also the um, reverb. Okay. I think he was selling the reverb and that one. And I asked a message because the reverb was like three hundred and fifty dollars or something. Wow. Like that. And I messaged him and said, "Are you interested in any trades?" Yeah. And I listed like a whole bunch of pedals, and he said, "Oh, I don't really know much about them. I only really know about boss pedals." And yeah. Um, and I think all some old Japanese stuff, some guy tone stuff he collects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just started chatting, and yeah, but really nice guy. I guess it's it's not quite the same, but it's kind of similar to the Dan Electro stuff, where it's has a certain aesthetic, and yeah, it is kind of collectible. Yeah, yeah. And with this as well, I mean, it, it's it has that it's yeah. meant to look like tweed, like the I don't know if you can you can you probably can't see it in the pictures, but. It's a textured. It's a textured finish, finish on the which is kind of a bit odd for Boss as well. Oh, hang on, Ryan. Love to hear what your guitar, what guitars you use, or oh, what guitarists you guys would say influences. Ah. Okay. Well, it's hang on. Okay. Well, we'll finish this and then we'll go into that. Sure. Um. So. Um. Anyway, yeah. I'm. I'm <coughs> if anyone out there, uh, has more of these, not particularly the basement, but the, <laughs> the other one, the um. Deluxe, Deluxe reverb, reverb and the spring re- the mm. FRV or whatever it's the spring reverb. Yep. Um, and you want to get rid of it cheap or swap for some other cool pedals like Chase Bliss pedals and stuff. Shoot us an email. Wow. Um, awesome, happy time at gmail.com. Okay, so Ryan would like to know our guitarist's influences. 
Off you go. Me first? Okay. <laughs> so I'm a bit of an oddball. Yes. Because <clears throat> I... Um, also with your music preference. With everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've... I never went through the... Um, like, I was never into, like, blues and Hendrix and SRV and Mark Knopfler and all these guys, but most other guitarists are usually into... Mm. I sort of got into guitar playing. I was really into when I first started playing. Well, okay, let's start with this. When I first started playing, I was really into grunge and punk. So it was really uh, probably the people that started me or made me want to play guitar were Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Um, most yeah, let's say let's just say Kurt Cobain. Mainly Kurt Cobain. Like I was really into that. But then also on a whole different tangent, um, probably John Frusciante, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, right. So for me, um, early stuff. Nineteen ninety one, because I'm old. Yeah. I'm an old old fart. Um, ninety one was probably sort of a big year for me musically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sort of you know teenager and. Um, um, really. Yes. How old were you? Ninety one. Yeah. In ninety one, I would have been thirteen. Okay. So just being a teenager is. Mm. Um, I'm. I'm 40 this year, so, you know, old man. Um, Is it this year or next year? This year, I'm 40, yeah. 78 I was born. Um, so, yeah, 91 was probably a big year for me, music, because I um, I bought Nevermind when it came out, mm-hmm. and I bought Blood Sugar Sex Magic when it came out, and they were probably two two albums that are probably more influential than most other albums yes. um, um, for me when I grew up. Especially for that time as well, like not just for you, but for Lots for of, lots of people, lots yeah. Of people, yeah. So I was really into into them, and that's I think where my my likings for these types of guitars came were there. Um, <laughs> it was more, um, I mean, they both use Jaguars, yeah. But um, I the, actually probably the guitar, the, yeah, up there which you can't see, but there's a Jaguar up there. But um, um, for yeah, he's forty two. See, uh, Cobain for me two ninety five. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, uh, but I still remember very distinctively. So the under the bridge film clip, yep. the that sort of it's a funny color. I read about it later. It's like an unusual color too. It's like a it's a bluey kind of color, but it's not a normal bluey Fender. It was like a special order color okay. that he happened to get, like an old guitar. It's like an old sixties. Oh, um, right. So it's not like a made. No, no. It was an old sixties yeah. Jaguar he was playing in the film clip, mm-hmm. and it had a matching headstock, and it's sort of like a bluey greeny color. I don't remember what the um, the actual color was, but I remember reading about it, and it's yeah, it's not right. like Pelham blue, and it's not seafoam, whatever seafoam yeah, or what you know, it's like a different sort of color. And I love the look of that guitar. I always wanted one of them. That's mm. sort of, I think where the look, and then Kurt Cobain playing there with the two humbuckers, the um, yeah, um, uh, oh, Ownson, hello. That's he always comments. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but. Hi, hello, how are you doing, man? Um, he comments on a lot of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. hello, how are you doing? Um, so, yeah, so that's sort of, for me, that was probably one of the biggest things. Uh, metallic turquoise. Yeah, that could be it. That, that, that maybe Something like that. It's an odd color anyway. If not, that sounds like a cool color for a guitar. But I love that color, and I love the look of that guitar and Coco Bain as well. Yeah. Anyway, so so that was probably, my, I went into these two tangents. I was into sort of punk. Yep. And I loved bands like um, so Nirvana, um, Mudhoney. I was a big Mudhoney mm. fan. Um, Sonic Youth as well to a certain extent where Jazz Masters came in as well Um, Buzzcocks I was quite into them but then on the other hand through Red or Chili Peppers I got into kind of more funky stuff sure and 
a lot of it, there wasn't so much guitar per se in it. <clears throat> but I got into through that into like Stevie Wonder and Parliament and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, great. But then sort of an, the next big thing for me was I got into a band called Primus. Um, and the guitarist in that guy called Larry Lalonde, um, very oddball player. Um, I have for more life. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to do more life. Mm. Um, um, anyway, so uh, Primus, I got into Primus and I really got into that sort of stuff. And then also to a band called Mr. Bungle. Mm. Uh, and yeah, cool. uh, quite a, I mean, when was that? This would have been 94-ish or so. Mm. I really got into that sort of stuff, which is very quirky music. Yeah. And a lot of it is not all like guitar-based. Um, so I went off into this other tangent then. So And, and I talk a lot, I'm sorry, but I guess it's a podcast. <laughs> so, you know, that's, um, <laughs> that's why we're here. Um, but I really got into quite quirky music and I, uh, I really got into a guy called John Zorn who a lot of people haven't heard of I know um, the name but he's he's a composer New York based composer yeah and it's he does anything from like almost classical music to noise music and everything in between he literally does everything you can imagine wow um, and I'm I was a huge fan of John Zorn or I still am a huge fan of John Zorn mm. and John Zorn uses a lot of really, 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 really good musos. So, for example, um, one of the things that got me into John Zorn is a, it was a band he used to have called Naked City. Okay. Um, super quirky music. Um, um, and lots. Uh, there's lots of people oh, that like Mr. Bungle. Sort of one of those bands. Yeah. Uh, probably my absolute all-time favorite band. And um, their first album, the self-titled with a clown on it, mm. I would say influenced me more than any other album in, in my life. Sure. Um, but yeah, John Zorn. So there was a band called Naked City. Mm-hmm. And the guitarist in Naked City was a young chap by the name of Bill Frizzell. Ah. Um, William. <laughs> so I really got into like that. And then also, but then also um, he used, uh, John Zorn used um, a lot of other guitar players. And one of them also a guy called Mark Rebo. Yeah. who probably now would be one of my favorite guitar players of all guitar players. Cool. Um, so I got into sort of more quirky stuff. Mm. Um, so I was never into my guitar. That's what, I don't even know what, what I am as a guitar player. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, play, yeah. I, I do weird stuff and I like effects and I like noises. And, um, but it's a long story anyway, but I mean, again, it's a podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, Probably my three favorite guitar players would be Bill Frizzell, um, Mark Rebo, and lately, um, or last quite a few years, Nels Klein. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, and it's funny, Nels Klein, I got into, because Nels Klein is in Wilco, which is a you know, yeah. big famous band, but I, I got into Wilco. It's one of the funny things. I used to do this thing mm. where I used to go to music shops, and that's for you younger people out there that's a place where or record shops it's a place where you go and there's actual cds and records and stuff there and you buy them and take them home and listen to it so it's like itunes but in a shop in a shed (laughs) and i used to do this thing um and it was it worked surprisingly well i used to do this thing where i used to just walk around yeah not look at what section i was in because they were in sec again for the younger ones out there there used to be the you know the I don't know, jazz section and a blues section and a indie section and a heavy metal section and all these different sections. And I used to just aimlessly wander around 
and look at the artwork. Yeah. And if I like the artwork, I used to buy it. That was sort of a thing I did, which is a yeah. thing I really miss nowadays. Yeah, yeah, true. It's a way to find new music. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I had this, I had an album by um, the Nels Klein trio, okay. which I bought because I got into that again through John Zorn and all that stuff, and I heard sort of things. And mm. there's a really good music shop in Sydney called Birdland Records, okay. who store a lot of jazz stuff, but also a lot of quirky stuff. And every time I went to Sydney, they were one of the only places where you could get um, music from a label called Zadik. Yeah. Zadik is John Zorn's label, his own label. Ah, and right. He puts all these ridiculous amounts of output. Like yeah. he, he releases like 20, 30 albums sometimes a year. Wow. And like quite extensive stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah wow. um, That's cool. Um, uh, so yeah, I got an album from there because um, I think one of the guys there um, recommended it to me yeah. and it was a Nels Klein, Nels Klein no it was not the Nels Klein trio it was a Nels Klein Singers and it's called Nels Klein Singers and no one sings it's a funny <laughs> thing anyway uh, and then, anyway and then I bought I did one of those things where I walked around the record shop and I bought um, uh, just because I liked the album cover I bought a Wilco album oh, yes. and then I didn't even really know that that was Nels Klein, but I like really liked the guitarist, and I thought, oh, that's great guitar playing. And I looked it up, and oh, that's Nels Klein. I knew. Yeah. Um, and I got so I, I really like Wilco. I, I'm, yeah. I, Wilco's another band I really like, but um, I've only got one of their albums, so they're great. I, I they're really really good. Another thing, another I've got band quite a lot of his stuff. Investigate more. Very good stuff. I'm I'm a big big Wilco fan. Mm. Um, so yeah, Nels Klein, Bill Frizzell, um, um Mark Reba. And Mark Reba, again, is another guy I got into through... Um, actually, funny, again, I got into through John Zorn because I, I read, you know, who's playing on this. And I went, Mark Reba, cool. Um, and there was another band called Medeski Martin and Wood. Yeah. And they did a couple of albums. It, it's a, a trio, but it's drums, bass, and organ. Yep. Um, uh, and there's a couple of albums with his guitar in it as well. And he played on it. Mark Reba played on it. Right. Um, and then... The other thing I then found out, because I never used to really look at album, like who plays on it. Mm. I've been an Elvis Costello fan for yeah. many, many, many years. And he plays on a lot of El Elvis oh, Costello. Yeah. He's been Elvis Costello's guitarist outside of the his band, like Elvis Costello's band, like the solo stuff. Right. Mark Rebo plays on it. And I've also for many, 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 many moons been a, um, a, a, a Tom Waits fan. And I got into Tom Waits through Primus, but it's a different story. And <laughs> really? he plays, uh, he plays, uh, Mark Rebo plays on most Tom Waits albums since Rain Dogs. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I got into Why Tom Waits through Primus because there's a song, a Primus song called Tommy the Cat. Yeah. Uh, I'm listening to John Zorn now. I love the new Mary Halverson, Bill Frizzell. Yeah, it, that's great. That's a great album, actually. Okay. Mary Halverson, she's Thanks, great. Rick Jones. I, I've just got some new listening stuff. Mary Halverson, she's great. Yeah. She's really, really good. Okay, she's cool. a, a really quirky female guitar player. This is um, educational for me. Yeah, it's all a bit more quirky stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, yeah, so um, um, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, there's a Primus oh, song called yeah. Tommy the Cat. Yeah. Which is sort of one of their big sort of cult songs. And there's this really fast talking bit um, when Tommy the Cat is like telling the story of Tommy the Cat. And it's Tom Waits. Uh -huh. And I went, oh, I really like this. And then I bought a Tom Waits album and it's nothing like it but it's really really cool yeah. uh, and anyway so yeah so yeah. there you go so very one. long story hang on Joe Strunker Ball you have have you listened to Bob Hunt Bob Hunt they're a Swedish band you might like Oddball sometimes noisy punk influences much of 
Cool, Graham Coxon. I like Graham Coxon yeah, too. Yeah, I, I like his stuff. Uh, cool, yeah. I'd lo- I'm going to check that out. Thank you very much. Nice. Thanks for letting us know. Always good to know, interested in new music. Cause yeah, yeah. Uh, um You just kind of, sometimes you just get bogged, not bogged down, but just sort of in the same loop of listening to the 10, yeah. al- 10 albums yeah. you have on your phone or something. It's actually, another really interesting thing is with, with all the John Zorn stuff mm. um, and all these sort of New York downtown... It's the it they're, they're like it's 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 a whole scene of of all improvisational music, mm. and they're really into that. Um, quite a few years ago, Nora Jones released her big famous album, yep. the one that won like, yeah. you know, mountains of Grammys and stuff. All the guys that play on that album are all from that downtown oh, cool. John Zorn scene. So, yeah. um, and the guitarists, out of the guitarists who recorded um, on that album played in a band called the uh, Trio Con- Convulsive, I think it's called, okay. which is Trevor Dunn, the bass player out of Mr. Bungle, oh, and he played guitar on that. And I think Mary Hel- Helverson played on that as well at times, like in a Trio Convulsive. And the guy who wrote Don't Know Why, oh yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Um, anyway, he's on some John Zorn albums as well, there like the go. biggest hit. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Um, Grant Coxon is great. I love his style of playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, just so all over the place. And one of my favourite all-time Blur songs is um, uh, Coffee and TV. Okay. And that's him. That's his, he sang it and played it. Yeah. I, and I love the, the solo in that. Like, I love that sort of stuff. Like, completely out of tune. And I actually was watching the... Um, <laughs> the pedal show. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying it was just uh, like a scratch take to yeah. put a solo Then He was just playing around with effects. But it sounded that. cool. He was just sitting there hitting things and playing with effects and it sounded really cool. Went, I love his style. I love his style. We playing. went to go back to do the solo for real and they're like, no, no, we got it. We got it. It sounds really good. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, yeah Graham Coxon's cool. cool. And there's a couple of videos of him now showing his home studio and stuff. Mm. And he did a, um, a soundtrack for something. Yeah, yeah. Um, film, wasn't it? For some film that yeah. is really cool as well. Or no, it's a TV show, I think. A Netflix oh, TV show maybe or something like that. Something, anyway. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll stop talking now. Over to you. So yeah, for me, in, in a nutshell, um, <laughs> probably my biggest influences all, all of all time, probably Kurt Cobain and John Frusciante got me into guitar playing. Right. And then Bill Frizzell, um, or probably I should include, Lara Lalonde, hmm. I should include as well. And then most likely also guys like Trace Baranzi from Mr. Bungle. Oh, yeah. Um, Bill Frizzell, um, uh, Mark Rebo, Nels Klein. Those kind of people. Mm. Over to you. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Stroke my beard. Interesting. He covered a Bob Hunt song some time ago. All right. Okay, cool. I'm going to take a photo of this. You talk. Because I'm going to. Re- it'll be on will, it, will it be? Anyway, I'll take a photo of it anyway and then I'll remember it, hopefully. <laughs> it's like Inception. Yeah, it is Inception. This yeah. is cool. This is great. I love yeah. this stuff. Um. I guess I'm a bit more guitar playery, traditional. Boring. <laughs> it's, pronounced, it's pronounced blues. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, yeah. Blues uh, are boring. So I started listening to, <laughs> as everyone does when you're a kid, like seven years old, like start listening to your, your folks, your parents' record collection. My parents never listened to music. That's oh, yeah. why, yeah. Oh, anyway, right. just to interview. Yeah. Um, so it's all cassettes and a little bit of vinyl, but mostly cassettes. I guess the late eighties, um, things like the Eagles and, um, James Taylor and some country stuff. 
Um, Dire Straits was a big one. I still remember. <laughs> Play Origin 50. We were going to, yeah, but yeah. Um, it, stuff isn't working. But I'm going to do a video very shortly, a Tuesday morning with... Yeah. Which is sort of thing where I just play the origin and put a few boost pedals and stuff in it and compare it to the bass breaker because they're fun. two similar amps but really cool. Okay, back to you. Sorry to interrupt. Um, oh, yeah, and, and Dire Straits was a big one. I me still remember being like I don't know, six or seven and listening to the intro from Money for Nothing just like, are you correct? Ah, and um, yeah, so that kind of so the Nofla, Nofla, yeah, and um, the Brothers in Arms album. That's the one I had on cassette. On cassette? Yeah, yeah. You show your age now, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually about to turn 35. So. See, you're young. I look, we look young. Cause we're we're uh, looking, yeah. We're awesome. I don't go outside. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the studio tans come along. Nicely. Studio tans, yeah. And then, Just at night. <laughs> well, I don't do gigs when it's a full moon. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> moon, moon, moon burn. Moon burn. Um, actually, speaking of moon burn... Um, so anyway, there's after that I started playing guitar when I was ten, and then kind of got into um, it was it was not burnt, but taped off a record, an album, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan album, and used to listen to that the the taped copy on you know, TAC or something, or whatever whatever the three little the three letters were the yeah company TDK or something yeah yeah um so I'd listen to that all the time and it had um. You're my pride and joy. You're my sweet little baby. Yeah. Now I'm your um, little lover boy. What's the Hendrix cover that he did the instrumental? Little Wing? Little Wing, yeah. Um, See, I know it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was killer. I, um, yeah, listened to heaps of that stuff. And then sort of like around 13 to 14, I was just listening to that all the time. And then kind of got into some more. So in Australia, there's a radio station called Triple J, which is like the independent um, alternative radio station. It's called the Youth Radio Show or something. Youth. Now it is. Um, most pop music these it's days. A tr- it's a trendy, yeah, it's a yeah. trendy, trendy channel. And then at the time, there's stuff like. Um, Hi, Mike. Uh, just, just kind of, uh, all sorts of things, kind of like mid nineties, I guess. Um, uh, just can't think of bands off the top of my head, but anyway, I started getting into. Um, ska music. Mike Nofamu is to play without yeah. a pick, yeah. Not that, yeah, great attack too. Um, so I started getting to like funk and ska stuff. Oh. And I had a ska band in the last couple of years in high school. And it was, um, we had tenor sax and trumpet player and all that kind of thing. And then when I was about 15, 16, I went to a, a festival, like the first big festival I went to, and um, Oz and Matley were playing oh. from LA, I believe. And um, that was sort of got me into like I bought a couple of Ozzy albums. Got into kind of that um, Latin Cuban hip hop thing a little bit, and then um, there's, there's a festival called Blues Fest, which is still running here in Byron Bay, and they which get, is huge now. They get massive uh, lineups every year. It's just insane every year, and look that compilation CD had um, a whole bunch of stuff on it. Actually, the headline that year was ZZ Top. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that was phenomenal. So I'm like 15, 16, and just, yeah, the um, I remember being at the back of the tent, like this big big top circus marquee type tent, uh, 10,000 people or something in there, and there's the kick drum changing your pulse at the back of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. 
Um, that was very rock and roll. And um, yeah, saw some of oh, that. I still remember it was like, yeah, that's a long time ago, but I remember um, Bella Fleck and the Flecktones played. Oh, that's cool. That was phenomenal. They're cool. And um, I love the, the drum thing. That's yeah. the coolest thing ever. But anyway, <laughs> and, uh, Victor, Victor, just just Victor Wooten, melting faces. Victor Wooten, yeah, yeah he's, he's the man. And uh, Bella, have F- you seen much of his, his stuff with his brother Reggie on guitar? They're so cool. Yeah, it's anyway. Sorry, I interrupt. So I started getting all that kind of stuff. Um, actually, I remember during that set, it was like mid afternoon at the festival, and and. Um, um, Bella's like, hey, this next song's in, I think it was 13.8 or 11.8 or something. Okay. He's like, uh, don't try to dance to it. Is <laughs> <laughs> that right? He's like, oh, people just fall over. <laughs> that was, yeah, and then, um, so then we started playing um, Scar stuff and got into like Real Big Fish and Area 7, which is a strain, yep. more, more punky Scar. I think I did a support gig with them. Area 7? Yeah. Yeah, cool. At the Nambo RSL. Wow. And then we played a festival, a Triple J supporter festival, and Friends of Roma headlined. I did I did support them, I think. Yeah, cool. And uh, Friends of Roma, um, definite, definite punk band. Or the, the, the attitude, they've got oh, the punk attitude thing going as there's, well. There's no, it's definitely punk. Um, yeah, so we kind of did that sort of thing. And then I guess after high school, I got into like some G3 stuff. Like um, Satriani. Satch and Vi, I think. Uh, attempted to learn how to tap, which lasted us six months. And um, <laughs> I tried to. Yeah. I got into Bad Horsey, the album Bad Horsey. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. it the album called Bad Horsey? The know. one that Bad Horsey was on. I had Seven, seven of the Alien. And I watched. No, that's then, that's yeah, yeah. that's Satriani. Satch. No, the Vi album, the one with Bad Horsey on it. Oh, I don't think I had any um, of these albums. I had that and I saw him on that tour. Right, okay. With Mike Mangini on drums yeah. and this big buff Islander-looking dude on bass. Yeah. And and actually another guy, he absolutely blew my mind, Mike Keneally. Right. That guy blew my mind. Yeah, right. Oh! And I should say, with sorry, going back to me, Frank Zappa. How can I forget oh, yeah. Frank Zappa? Frank Zappa, absolute sure. humongous influence on me. Sorry, back to you. Um, yeah, why I thought of Moonburn earlier... Um, Moonburn. <laughs> I, there's an album called Moonburn. Okay. From John John Cleary. John Cleary, no, he's cool. So I started getting into that kind of New Orleans funk stuff, piano driven things. Do you get into Harry Connick Jr. much? A little bit. Because that um, she his album yeah. she that actually I, I don't um, own it, but it's cool stuff. Um, what's uh, Jonathan du- Dubose Jr. Whatever his name is, who played guitar in that? Don't know. It, that. It, it, uh, not a lot of guitarists have listened to that album, but mm. listen to it if you. Uh, I think it's his best, Harry Connick Jr.'s best album, She. Um, no, you now no, I, I don't play Scar anymore, unfortunately. I'd love to play Scar. That was in that was in high school days. Um, but yeah, check out She, Harry Connick Jr. Some of the solos are killer. Like the guitar playing on that yeah. is insanely good. Sorry, I stop interrupting. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, Moon Moonburn. So the yeah got in the New Orleans funk, and um, around that time, I guess that's when I was in my early twenties. So I started touring with this band, and um, they were a bit older. They were probably about thirty or so at the time, and um, and the drummer's Marty, his phenomenal drummer, like proper world class player. Did you get much into two tone, Alex? 
a little bit. It's more like more like newer punk ska, like um, uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and. Do you get into like madness and stuff? Because that's another band I absolutely loved. Madness. No, not really. I did. <laughs> this was a small country town, so we had limited people <laughs> who knew about Scott <laughs> to educate us when you're sixteen. But um, yeah, the, I was tired of touring with this band. And this, this drummer Marty Smith, who's just phenomenal, like proper world class drummer, he um started introducing me to all this cool stuff, and. Uh, another album from John, the self-titled John Cleary and the Monster Gents album, and one of the coolest, coolest piano albums all all times, the live Elton John one from nineteen seventy one, I think. Okay. And it's I think it's just a, like a club in York, and it's piano based drums. It's a set, and it's the most rock and roll thing. He was he, he was great back th- in the days. Thunders on piano. He was he, he, now he's yeah. too much of a diva, but oh, yeah. back in the days, like the Yellow Brick Road days. Sure. He was great. Well, this is There's before great any, any hits. Like you don't, um, there's no like pop hits in the in the set, and it actually does cover of um, Honky Tonk Woman. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like half time and swampy. And I'll have to give you a coffee. It's really yeah. really cool, and um, and then um, they also got me onto like stuff like um, uh, some more funk and jazz stuff, and then got in George Benson. Oh, Benson's the man. You just can't play it wrong. But he's one of those guys. It he, it annoyed me too because you try to play like him, yeah. and even if you can play the lines, it yeah. doesn't sound anything <laughs> like him because he's just now he's he's on another level. Yeah. That man, like on a very very another level. But the whole time this was going on, because I grew up in a country town, I was actually playing country gigs. We're playing like rodeos and country shows. Box socials. Yeah, <laughs> mostly like back of the truck gigs where there's dust and cattle and Ye- and horses. lots of yeehaws. Oh yeah, yeah, and hats and stuff. So there's a quite a big country scene in Australia. It's a massive country scene. So we'd do festivals and and that's where I, I taught myself to hybrid pick, like chicken picking. You because you do do you do yeah, do I do 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 that a lot. <laughs> and now I I taught myself to do it. Um, uh, probably when I was like eighteen or so, I can't undo it now. Yeah, you so do. You become a. I I have noticed that you do it a lot. Yeah, like, and it's just. Yeah. I think it's. I'm useless. I'm useless at it. But I'd love to be able to flat pick really nicely, like um, do acoustic bluegrass things or stuff like that. But I just can't get my fingers to stop. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of. Damn get, you, country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the some of the country players are phenomenal. Like um, Brad Paisley is actually a monster player. Oh, they're great players. And um. Actually, even our Australian buddy, what's his name? Um, um, Stu Stuart. No, no, the really famous Australian country guy, Keith Urban. Yeah, yeah he's a pretty he's good, he's a great good player. player. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, actually, there's a there's a country. His band. brother used to come into the music shop. Oh yeah. yeah they Nusa because they live. Yeah, local. Uh, local here. Yeah. Well, I think the family lives in Noosa. His right. family lives in Noosa, but anyway, which is where we where we are here, mm. roughly, roughly, <laughs> roughly. And um, yeah, kind of was learning country chops, and so yeah, this it's quite eclectic, I guess. Now yeah. talking about it, but um, yeah, yeah. So that's so. Who would you if you had to say like five guitarists, your biggest influence? Oh. Probably Noffler for a start. Um, 
That's good. <laughs> ten. We've got ten viewers. Hello, oh, ten hey. viewers. Um, oh, I don't know. It's a tricky one, isn't it? It is a tricky one. Well, See, because I, I thought of another guy now. Yeah. That um, um, Jeff Martin from the Tea Party. Sure. We actually got to play a couple of gigs with him and in an original band I used to be in, and um, mm. a he had one of the best live guitar tones I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. He did have two matchless heads with four quad boxes. <laughs> awesome. And two, at the time he had the two matchless heads, four quad boxes. Um, so two, it was sort of like a semicircle. Mm. So two head, not, not stacked, sure. but next to each other, the four quad boxes. And then he had two Fender twins on either oh. end on the, on the side. I bet so he could upright. hear himself okay. Um, it was, but his guitar sound was fantastic. Yeah, like, cool. It was absolutely best guitar sound I've heard live of anyone. Yeah, right. Tea Party back in the days. Oh, that's the other other thing. Because um, I did get into G3 for a while. Um, so my dad um, has this thing of... Jeff uses Mechelen Chieftains, very awesome. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, they were fantastic. And that's I love the how the logo lights up. Yeah. And I still, to this day, I want to get a matchless or a bad cap because, yep. I mean, that's the same sort of thing. Oh. Just because of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my dad went through this thing for a while, like for birthdays and, and Christmas presents. Yeah. He'd get us um, concert tickets. Oh, okay. Because it's really fun and we'll go together. Yeah. And, and his birthday's um, only a few weeks away from mine. And um, it'd just be... Thing we'd all go, go and do as family and went to see some really cool gigs and one of them was G3 uh, a few years ago now and it was with um, um, oh, I've gone blank guitarist the third one was <laughs> that, that guitarist the third one was that narrows it down <laughs> from the band Toto oh look at that look at that oh Steve. wow that would have been good that was cool it really changed like <clears throat> the, the show really changed because uh, Steve Lichter played in the band and the other guys played in front of the band. Yeah. Both yeah. both musically and physically. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because they do like a 20-minute, half-hour changeover or whatever, 20 minutes yeah. to change bands and back line and stuff between sets. So you go out in the foyer and go to the toilet, have a drink. And, and um, these young teenage guys walk in front of us like, who's that old guy up first? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like slapping around here. Look at the man, probably the, probably the most recorded guitarist yeah. ever, was, and was monster player. Oh, yeah. Insane, so a bit of a douche from interview, <laughs> what you see in interviews, but monster yeah. player. Um, I went to see G three. Uh, well, I was I was invited along to see G three uh, when it was um, well, Vine Satriani and um, not Malmsteen. No, no, no. Um, um, Dream Theater. Um, Petrucci. Petrucci. Yeah. Um, um, because at the time, well, I've seen Dream Theater Live, the band. Okay. Yeah. It was cool. it was funny because it was um, uh, it, he had Mark Portnoy on drums. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he got a bigger ovation when Mark Portnoy came out than <laughs> really. Than, yeah, at a guitar thing, he got a bigger ovation. The drummer got a bigger ovation than a guitar player. Wow. Um, uh, hang on. Uh, did he do Billy Jean or Beat It? Look at that. Oh, uh, oh, I can't remember now. Few years ago, oh. I can't remember. To be honest. There's actually, uh, uh, hang on, I'll just quickly say that and then I'll go back to it. I've got a thing on Steve Lukather. He, uh, he did dedicate a song to, um, is it Jeff Picaro, the drummer? The drummer, yeah, yeah, Jeff. He did dedicate a song to him, which is kind of sad. And I was like, oh. Um, um, 
Yeah, so we I got we got I got invited to the G three thing because at the time I was working for the Australian carbon importers mm. and distributors, uh, and um, uh, uh, so we supplied amps and cabinets for Steve Vai. So we were invited by Steve Vai to come along, and we met him and stuff like that, and cool. he came along. But um, yeah, it was uh, um, uh, honky one. Hong Hong, yeah. <laughs> Petrucci was Petrucci was really boring though because all yeah. he does is like buff, yeah. And he puts one foot. He, I think he even has a special thing to put his foot up, mm. like next to his pedal board. And he stands and he just shreds. It oh, doesn't move. Yeah. I mean, it's it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it does not one bum note. It's yep. it's perfect. But it was really boring to watch. And um, in all honesty, Vi was he, he puts on a show. He's yeah. a showman. You can whether you like him or not. But um, um, yeah, but it was just funny because um, it was like, and here's uh, John Petrucci, <laughs> and on drums, Mark, uh, you know, Portnoy, yay! <laughs> Everyone got really into it. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, there's a really interesting um, podcast actually with yeah. Steve Lukather, yeah, and it's a drummer podcast about yeah. Picaro, yeah, but he's interviewed about him. And he's talking about the um, recording session for Thriller, for the album Thriller. Ah. And how much of it he actually did. He played so many of the instruments of it. Because gotcha. a lot of it is the, like basically all the Toto guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of it is literally just him. He programmed drums. He programmed, ah. he did keyboard programming. And he said uh, the, the amount of time, it was just mm-hmm. Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, hiding behind the... Um, couch because <laughs> he was you know he was very shy uh, and he had to have like lights off when he was singing because he didn't like people looking at seeing him while he was singing and stuff michael jackson like he was super shy wow. but he said the amount of time it was just the three of them in the studio and he basically did everything wow. and this is the biggest album ever yeah. <laughs> and he basically played most of it it's um, quite amazing Hang on. Yeah. Uh, patricia's foot thing is a thumper it has low frequency drivers so you can feel the bottom end okay well there you go uh, a drummer i've worked with has one of those like it's so you can feel, uh, we should say it for people yeah. that can't he, can't see it. Yeah. So it's a, it's so you can feel the bottom end of his guitar because he uses in ear monitors on stage and the stage volume is pretty quiet. Oh, cool! That's it's interesting. Good to know. Yeah, cool. um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, and again, nothing against. He's a he's a oh, yeah. mother of a player, but purely visually, yeah. it was the most the most boring because he literally was just standing and it looked like he was almost flexing a bit. But I guess he was tensing up because yeah, he was playing so freaking fast. Oh, yeah. And Satriani, all it was like. Wah, 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 point. Da, 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 point. That was like Satriani. Yeah. And Vi was... It was actually funny because... Um, um, I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast before, but afterwards it was like a meet and greet with him and someone asked him if he was going to do more acting because he was in... Was he? That one movie, the, was it Crossroads? Oh, right. Where he yeah. was the devil or the guitarist for the devil. Mm. Um, and he's, he kind of sort of said, well, what do you think I just did for an hour on stage? <laughs> uh, and he says, um, you know, a lot of people sort of make fun of him yeah. for making facials and stuff. But he said, take a guitar, stand in front of the mirror and try to play a sad melody while smiling. Uh-huh. And he goes, and then try to play a sad melody while looking sad. He goes, it comes across. You actually feel it more if you try to feel it. And that's what he does. You know, it's, he's, mm-hmm. it's, you know he doesn't like making s- stupid faces, but he's sort of acting it out what he's playing. Oh. And he's, it's right to a certain degree, but he yeah, he. Uh, it was well. funny because one of the other guys that came along, who was also part of the carbon thing, 
um, not a guitar player. Yeah. And, it, you know, at a G3 thing it's, not his thing, it's not his thing. But he was sort of saying at the end of it, he said, well, out of the three of them, Vi actually engaged. It was an engaging yeah, performance sure. because he actually performed. Satriani just pointed. And the other guy didn't do anything. <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other thing I remember about Satch's set was, was like, like half as loud again as the other two. Oh, he was ridiculously yeah, loud. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Not just else. Because <laughs> I think he's deaf too, isn't he? Probably just look half deaf or something. But I guess he would. Uh, well, guitar pedals we own. What's our favourite guitar pedal? No, oh. That's probably a whole other oh. box of worms. That's that's a whole podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, quickly. Quick, quick. Top three. Ooh. Five, uh, four, <laughs> three. Two, oh, one. Um, if you had, if you had to have okay. a, um, a pedal train nano, let's say you can fit sure. five pedals on it, mm-hmm. and you're going on the tour, that's all you can take. What would you take? And you have to cover big grounds of music. The ones that we own, currently own. Do we have to own them? Yeah, it says on the thing. <laughs> that you own, okay, 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 that we currently own. Um, probably the Pigtronics delay. Evolution. Ultra Pro 2. Ultra Pro 2. If you watch any of the videos, it's always on that. Um, this is going to be quite traditional because it's most of the sounds I use are quite straightforward. So Or lame. I quite like my Moog tremolo. That is a good tremolo. Mm-hmm. Did you hear, by the way, side note, mm. the Mogafoga the yeah. big, got discontinued. Yeah. So they've got up ridiculous in price now. I was going to say, we should buy shit. I own one. We should buy them this week. So don't... I mean, I mean they won't go up in no. price. <laughs> should, Shh, don't should, tell anyone else. There's a little chip inside where they explode in yes. a week, so you yes. should send them to us. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, and then I definitely need a drive of some sort. Yeah. Mm, tricky, 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 drive, drives. Um... You know what I like is the jam pedals one at the moment. Tube Dreamer. Tube Dreamer Plus. That, it did sound great. Yeah, I can... I think we mentioned it a couple of times before, but when we record videos... Actually, yeah. It, there's a bit of a time gap between yeah. when we record them and when we edit them. and Like a, a few days or a week. A few days or a week or something yeah. more. Uh, and then Alex added, does all the audio editing. I do all the video editing. And then I get, he sends me the audio and I do the video and I listen back to it. And that was one of the ones where I went, damn, that sounds cool. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, actually, that's probably a good question. What about you? Uh, the the Mini Fuga pedals. That, that trem is great. Yes, that's yeah, the Mini yeah. Fuga. The little one. Yeah. Me? Okay, so if I had to, just for yeah, for everyday so, use. Say so you're flying to a gig. Other side of the country. Okay. You got three on a little board. Probably my fa- my, my most used and my I guess because of that my favourite. I have to have a whammy. I need a whammy pedal. <laughs> I love a, the I love the whammy pedal. Probably the only person says I need a it's, whammy. It, my, I've, I, I don't think I've done a gig electric guitar gig in over a decade without a whammy pedal, and it just even just doing silly stuff just to just to keep myself entertained. Yeah. So that and then I would probably my my. Drives my drives of choice for ages now has been a box of rock yeah. for that breakup clean because mm. I guess depending on if you use backline or whether you bring own amps, but anyway, for the breakup clean, box of rock is killer. And um, uh, the king of tone that's probably my two favorite drive pedals ever. Do we have another? Uh, I recently got the king of tone, which is incredible. Yes, yep. king of tone is killer. That's uh, I, I've, mm. I've got two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and um, it's best, best drive. Um, 
in saying that, recently the Mostronics troop driver, I think, hang on, let's for let's, a distortion for high gain distortion is absolutely insanely good. Speaking of, and this thing I use more and more at home. Oh yeah. So this is the the Mostronics troop driver, which is zoom focus. Yeah. Yes, yes, focus. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Awesome, awesome pedal. We're going to do uh, our friend Chris Palmer. I don't know if you're watching. Hi, Chris. If you're watching over in, in um, where did Kuala Lumpur or wherever he is. I think so. um, we're going to do a shooter because it's a tube preamp kind of driver pedal. And he's got, I think, two of the Kingsley pedals. Yeah. And we're going to do a shootout between them. The but this one as well, um, you can put your special glasses on. It's focusing. The K818 by um, Greenchild. Hi, Mason, if, if you're watching and or listening. Um the K818, I use it a lot in, at home now. Yeah, cool. Really, really, really good. But for um, for live use, I guess we're sort of saying live use, uh, do you mean a Digitech Whammy or a WAH? No. Digitech Whammy. Whammy. <laughs> so the Digitech Whammy, uh, Box of Rock for breakup, um, King of Tone for two different, three actually, different gain stages because you can have one, the other, or both. So that's three pedals. Yep. Let's say five then. Um, <laughs> I only got three. You only got three? Uh, well, I need... Okay, you can have four then. Four. Think? Okay, one more. Do you, oh. do you want a, like a delay type thing? No. No? No, I probably wouldn't use a delay. Um, Mod. I would probably have... Some, no, I'd need... Is is the Eventide H9, is that, a, is that yeah, cheating? I can have that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eventide H9. Okay. Because that's got delays on it. Yep. Uh, but it also has... Quirky sounds on it. Um, uh, harmonic. No, like synth kind of sounds. Because yeah. I was going to say maybe the Bit Commander, Earthquaker Devices Bit Commander. Mm -hmm. That's a pedal I really, really like. Uh, also, actually, the um, App Synth by um, FT Electronica. That's another really, really cool pedal. For qu I just, I don't want to be bored. <laughs> I want to, I, I want to, you know, do quirky things. Benefits of having a 12AX7 in, in a tube in a pedal compared to having a preamp section on the amp. Well, you, you've actually got both going on. You've got both happening at the same time. So the the valve in the um, pedal is just part of the gain stage of the distortion unit. And it runs at, I don't know if you can see it, it runs at 16, oh, this way, 16 volt AC. So it's quite yeah. a lot of power that goes into it. So it actually yeah. does crank the tube a bit. Um Look, it's just a way of getting distortion. It's just another way of getting distortion. It's a very good way of getting distortion. And it's a, it, it, this thing, and I know, I mean, probably a lot of people will say, you know, he sends us this stuff for free and that's why we're saying it's good. But I'm, I'm being totally honest. Yeah. No, no, um, he, he's not paying us or anything. He just sent us these pedals. Like, um, this thing is seriously good. This is... In my opinion, one of the absolute best high gain distortions I've ever played. Because he sent us probably like five or six. He sent us a lot of stuff, and he also sent so, us. I don't know if you can see it. There's a <laughs> that that which is the his tube preamp, which is yeah. actually really good as well. Which there will be a video of that coming up at some stage. Like every manufacturer, to be brutally honest, there's a few things you like and a few things I like, and a couple that we don't particularly like. Yeah. So, it's it's just personal preference. Yeah. But this this really, really blew me away. This is however, excellent. However, we both really like that. That is ex absolutely excellent. And it's definitely high gain, higher gain. Um, see, this is another pedal I really like that I would really like to put on this board, but the board is getting too big. Uh, well, maybe you need a board rebuild. Maybe you need a board rebuild. Um, Autopit is another one of my absolute favorites that I use a lot. <laughs> Actually, I just ran... Um, there is a 
Arturia drum brute drum machine. That through this sounded absolutely killer um, for some recording I did here at home. Um, <clears throat> so that's another one that I would, I mean, there's a lot um, <laughs> that I would like, but um, yeah. Autobit is great. Um, that's great. Uh, what else would I, is there anything else? Fuzz, fuzz probe. Lots of pedals around. Fuzz probe. fuzz probe, possibly fuzz probe. <laughs> um, uh, is there anything else? Uh, I mean, I'm there's tons the of dark side pedal. There's tons of great pedals. Oh, I'm getting the dark side pedal by Keely this week. Yeah, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, the the kind of um, Pink Floyd esque inspired one. Yeah. We haven't played that one, but we. What was the other one we played? The Hendrix one. The Monterey. Monterey. That was. That really was cool. cool. The fuzz side on that Monterey is really cool. It's kind of lower gain, and it's kind of like one of those things that's fuzz for people who don't do fuzz. I'd like to try more Keely stuff because. Here, They're smashing it out every, every NAM show. This seen. thing is f fantastic. Is it focusing? Yeah, it's there the ox blood. There we go, the ox blood. It's focusing finally. This thing is killer, 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 killer pedal. Yeah. Um, I'd like to try more Keeley stuff. So Robert, if you're watching, hello. I love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should wind it up. We should slowly wind it up. We've, We've been going for over an hour. Um, so today. yeah, so uh, do. Other than that, I can't really think of too much more. Um, I mean, they're not pedals, but I really, really like those two, the two boss things I've got here. The the RX100 and the DM100. Uh, they're really, really good sounding um, units, delay units. Also, the... Oh, hang on. Is it going to be... The GX700 rack mount boss thing... Uh, has my favorite vibrato sound of all. I'm actually hoping there's the um, um, the um, earthquake devices is bringing oh. out this new um, announced. Uh, have have just announced it or are about to announce the new vibrato pedal. Yeah. I wonder if they do because the, what the GX700 has has an it's an auto vibrato, so it actually has an envelope. So as you're playing it, if you strum harder or if you're just strumming something, there is no vibrato. Yeah. And then as you let, let's say, a chord ring on the tail of it, it starts getting... Yeah, cool. It's, which is really, really cool. I've got to do a video of that. It's a, some such thing. There's a lot of videos. What's a grinder? Um, it's an app where you find men <laughs> in your area. <laughs> is, it, is it, Alex? <laughs> why, why are you asking what's a grinder? Well, what's the comment before? Keely makes all I've even got a grinder of his website. A grind ah oh, grinder of his website. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that anyway, is. Anyway, grinder is an app where you <laughs> Well that's what the kind of stuff you look at, I don't know. Um Yeah, that's about it. I cool. mean, there's lots more this is this has been great. Thank yeah. you so much, everyone. I guess we should slowly wrap it up because it's it's over an hour. But let us know um if you like this, if you want us to do this uh, a little bit more. Uh all the podcast listeners and iTunes and, mm. and Podbean and all that stuff, they didn't get to see it. But you can, uh, you know, be online and see it. Let us know if you want us to do more of these sort of Q&A type things. It's been fun. It's been really fun. Educational. Um, very educational. Thanks to all the guys. Um, there's uh, 10 people watching there's now. There's 10 people watching right now <laughs> um, with an average of one message a minute. Sweet. Look at that. Great time. Thanks, uh, Ryan. You guys have to do this again. Thanks, Great Ryan. time. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for all the questions. And let us know, if, is this time a good time? Um, I guess it's easy. Say hi to the big pineapple for me. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> Um, Thanks, Chris. That's, that's not too far from here. Yeah, that's, it's actually that's, near my house. It's <laughs> near his house. Um, 
It's, do you live in a big pineapple? I live in a big thing, but it's not a pineapple. Not a pineapple? It's yeah. a triangle. It's a big triangle. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. This is sort of a test. And hope, is, it, is the audio okay? Is it, is it all right? Because it, it's just coming through the, um, the, the camera speaker at the moment because we couldn't get the, um, this thing here, the, my interface, yeah. to work with the streaming thing. But um, let us know if the audio was all right for the YouTube thing and the video was all right. Hopefully it was good. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Sounds fine. Ah, cool. Okay, sweet. Sounds fun. Excellent. Excellent. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, please make sure, as always, post a picture of what it is you're looking at while you're listening to this or even while you're watching this. Um, not not too roomy, clean, crisp. Excellent. Um, yeah, send us or send us an email. Say hello. Super fun. Awesome. Happy time at gmail.com or, or go to our Facebook or Instagram um, and you know, send us a message say hi thanks to everyone in the chat thanks to everyone listening and um, see you guys next time bye now how do I turn this off <laughs> yes, yes. Keep it. Keep it. Let's keep it. bye everyone <laughs>